Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is a transformative time for black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. One of those is powered by the On My Feet Network and brought to you by the Up On Game Network. Be sure to download the On My Feet app on all iOS and Android devices and be sure to follow the Up On Game Network on Twitter and Instagram at Up On Game Network. Enjoy the show. Welcome to One of Those, the show that explores the art of sneaker culture. I'm your host, Adam Butler, back with another episode. Thank you so kindly for being here. And guys and ladies, thank you so much for all the birthday love, man. You all are the dopest for real. So, yo, I want to welcome back today's guest. He's the host of Special Delivery over on USA Today's For The Win. And he's the curator of the Kicks You Wear newsletter. And he's just a dope dude. Also, he's one of the biggest Wizards fans you ever meet. So, my man Mike Sykes is in the building. We're going to be talking the NBA's impact on sneaker culture. Okay? And we're going to talk a little Lakers. We're going to talk a little Wizards. Just a little bit, man. But mainly, we're going to be talking about the impact that players have on sneaker culture, if any. All right? It's going to be a dope show. And matter of fact... I'm just going to stop running my mouth. Without further ado, my man Mike Sykes. Mike, what up? Yo, what's good? Welcome back to the show, man. I had to have you on for like this newer version of the show. Last time I had you on, we we talked a little bit. We kind of just got to like the basics, but I wanted to run it back with you, brother, because I know you're a big NBA guy. 
You know what I mean? I've, you know, people that follow you on Twitter know not only are you an NBA guy, you are a Washington Wizards guy. You know all about that <laughs> squad. You used to be around them. You know, you know about them and you're a super fan of that team. And I appreciate that because I'm a local guy and I, I appreciate people that even though you don't really rock with my football team, but that's okay. Well, <laughs> that's all right. Well, well, I mean, I, I will say, I will say like the football team, I will root for them mm-hmm. unless it's the Eagles. Unless it's the Eagles. <laughs> That's like the like, worst. But I'm with you, though. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. But we agree on the Wizards, and we'll get into some Wizards talk because one of the Wizards actually has a signature sneaker coming out. But mm-hmm. let's just talk about basketball, right? Especially for people that's going to be listening to this show. It's kind of synonymous with sneaker culture, right? You had the MJs of the world and then, you know, the whole Converse movement in the 80s and things like that. Right. Right. Nowadays, it's a little bit different. Now you kind of associate a signature sneaker with like Yeezy. I had Shake on last week. He was talking about how Kanye is the like Jordan of Adidas. And I thought that was yeah. really interesting. You know, the, the Travis Scott thing before the tragedy, you know, Virgil, people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me about like signature sneakers in the NBA, right? Who do you think has the most success? Would you say that right now LeBron has the most like successful signature NBA line, like in a traditional sense? Yeah, for sure, LeBron. It it would definitely be LeBron in terms of sales, Mm -hmm. um, hype from from like a a basketball standpoint, right? Which is like relative because like compared to something like Yeezy, I mean, it's it's minimal, right? But like for a LeBron sneaker, every year people are looking forward to like what Bron's new new shoe is going to look like more than they're looking forward to like, say, a Steph Curry or even a, a Kevin Durant, right? right. Who, who like a lot of people would consider like the closest thing to um, LeBron as far as like their standing in the league goes. And so I, I would I would definitely say um, LeBron is like the top of the top mm-hmm. right now. But but I also think that says a lot about the current state of of sneakers in the NBA where like if you compare LeBron's sneaker legacy to 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 Jordan's, like it's not even a conversation. Right. right. Like it's not even a conversation. And and that's the interesting thing about all of that to me is that like you you look at like the the sneakers of the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've got you got Jordan in his prime, you got Penny coming out. You even look at stuff like like not even like the main signature lines, like the mm-hmm. the, the Gary Paytons of the world, right? Yeah, like, the Grand Hill. Yeah, the Grand Hills, yeah. right? And and like you you've got really good quality stuff that you don't necessarily see the same amount of these days, mm-hmm. even though like there are still a lot of signature athletes in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and you know what LeBron has is that retro factor, right? KD has that a little bit, right? Where you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm re-releasing, you know, this this one, the, the Watch the Throne, the, the South Beach, as far as LeBron goes. You know what I mean? Right. Jordan had that retro factor, so it shows how long Kobe has. The, well, still, you know, right now they're not releasing Kobe's, and that's that's an interesting piece of it, too. But, you know, yeah. Kobe had that retro factor, which speak, spoke to, like, okay, I had this lineage of popular sneakers, so much so that, like, maybe you're not checking for my newest model, even though I think with LeBron – and maybe Kyrie, people still checking for a newer model of his. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, yo, I want to get those nines. I want to get those tens. It's, it's sort of similar to the MJ thing, but it's 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 kind of unfair to compare it to MJ because we've never seen a phenomenon like that before. But I do want to go back to something you said because the NBA is super popular, right? And you know, the players are popular, but does the does the fact that the sneakers don't sell or move 
like the popular players, like where's the John Morant, right? Where's the, mm-hmm. where's the, um, you know, like you said, the Steph Curry. Um, does that speak to the level of popularity of the player or does, are we just at the point where we're separating where it doesn't matter that they don't sell sneakers like that? Yeah. I, I think we're kind of at, in a space, right? Where like you kind of separate the player from, from, from the sneaker a little bit, right? Which mm-hmm. doesn't make a lot of sense because right. you've got LeBron with the LeBron sneakers, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've got Kyrie with the Kyrie sneakers, but at the same time, like when they're walking through those tunnels, right. And you see the people like taking pictures of them and, and recording them or whatever, like mm-hmm. they're not wearing LeBron sneakers. They're wearing like Bron to be wearing like some off whites or something. Right. right. Like the other day he was in the um, the union Jordan fours. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so like, I, I feel like these athletes now, like there's more of a, um, a priority in, in terms of making them like, uh, a, a billboard for, yeah. for for Nike for for like the most hyped products, right? Like they they want to put those products front line and center because at the end of the day, a lot of those products have have this sort of halo effect on the rest of the brand, right? Where like you people will miss out on on the Union Fords and then then go and and chase something else that that might feel a little bit similar, right? Right, you know. You know? And and so I I think like we we're seeing like over the last five six seven years like we've seen that that sort of shift where where you've got that that um that you know kanye virgil mm-hmm. travis era where like you you have these dudes ushering in these these new hyped sneakers and and the athletes are being used to to push that as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let me try something out on you bro because i might be thinking a little deep deep on this one right we talked about how there's like pages i follow some of these pages where it's like athletes is like you know almost like fashion icons as opposed to, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm wearing my sneaker and this sneaker works in the nineties. It was like, this sneaker is cool. Cause it's going to help you run like Dion. It's going to help you, right. you know, cut like Barry It's going to help you fly. Like Mike It's going to help you lock up. It's called the glove. It's going to help you lock up like Gary Payton. This sneaker is representative of what I do on the court or what I do on the field. Or even in some cases, the Ken Griffey, I could move fast. I could track down a baseball, whatever it may be. Right. Do you think that we're getting to the point where, well, not do you think we are getting to a point where athletes are saying I'm more than an athlete, mm-hmm. not just representative of this technical skill I have. And do you think that's why, do you think that's starting to even show like in the way they represent themselves in their clothes that like, I'm not just going to be walking around in this technical, great Nike basketball sneaker, like Barkley will walk into the arena with a sweatsuit on. Right. right. You know, now I'm more than that. And I'm even showing that in my, my appearance. That's 100% a thing. And and I, I think that that kind of was ushered in by the, um, the whole David Stern, like Allen Iverson, dress code thing right where mm-hmm. where like you have these players who who were showing their personality uh off of the court through their outfits and the mm-hmm. nba was like nah like y'all can't dress like that and so right. like through the years like you you hear players talk about that that often and like lebron is one of the players who talks mm-hmm. about that that being this this sort of turning point in um like M- nba fashion history right where where you have this 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 place that that players were coming from where like they couldn't wear these clothes that they wanted to so they had to abide by this dress code and then they flipped that dress code turned it into their own thing and, and put their personality into it as well and, and so I, I think you're, you're you're spot on with that as far as like players sort of putting themselves or opening themselves up and, and jumping out of that shell of them being just an athlete. Right. And, mm-hmm. and wanting to be, be a little bit more, wanting to do a little bit more 
Um, and, and then I also think, right, is, is that like the, the, the money aspect is there too, where like you've got all these players who have these sponsorships with, with these fashion brands, with these clothing brands, because a lot of consumers, like the, these are the people that, that they idolize, right? Like we live in a culture where um, celebrity is, is king, right? Like we, mm-hmm. we, we treat celebrities like, like we, like people used to treat like royalty yeah. back in the day, right? And, yeah. and, so, and so like you see these people idolizing um lebron uh Kyrie, steph whoever it is right yeah, yeah. they want to dress like them too you mm-hmm. know that they want to they want to they want to have that look even if they can't afford it necessarily like yeah. nobody regular people are not buying five thousand dollar watches or ten thousand dollar watches right. but if you can buy the pair of shoes that lebron is wearing right like that brings you mm-hmm. a little bit closer to lebron yeah. right yeah. And, and so I, I i think that's also a part of it that's very true. You know, that I, I, I was talking to somebody about this and I was saying how, like, you know, there's an athlete out there and, and from head to from head to ankle. I can't really mess with him. I don't I can't I can't afford right. that. But from from foot up, <laughs> from foot to ankle, I have that sneaker. Mm-hmm. A lot of the sneakers that they have, I have. Right. But there is a bit of an adverse part of this because these sneakers that retail at a certain price, right? And then LeBron wears it in the tunnel or, um, you know, uh, uh, PJ wears it in the tunnel, whoever, right? And no hate on them. They, they, they enjoy the culture just like we do, but they can get right. the, they got access to things. Do you think that helps skyrocket, skyrocket the price on some of these sneakers? Because PJ has it, you know what I mean? Uh, Swaggy P has it, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like that's definitely a thing. And, and, and it, I kind of hate it. Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you because because it, it does. Like, I, I think it's good to see these folks who who have have made who who are successful, right? Who mm-hmm. who, have, who have made it to the heights that they've made it. Continue to um to to sort of ground themselves and root themselves in this culture that that we all love, right? But at the same time, like you just said, like that also comes with with skyrocketing these these prices on mm-hmm. on these um on the resale side. Right. And and then even as far as retail, right. Like you, you, you've already got these, these limited supplies of, of sneakers that, that come out. This just adds on to that, right. Like that Mm. just builds up the hype for these sneakers. And, and, and so again, like it's going back to the whole, the whole marketing and and, and billboard thing where like these players, sometimes these, these celebrities are literally walking billboards for these brands. Like the Mm -hmm. more you see these players in these things, the harder it is, is going to be naturally for Mm -hmm. people to, to buy the kicks that they love because the hype train is, is following that player. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal. Unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 infinity QX 80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Yeah, you know, I think about it, it's like, it's almost counterproductive because they aren't really, they're not really selling the sneaker anymore, right? Right. But they are creating the hype around the higher end sneaker. And do you think the brands know Nike, Adidas, Converse, what well, the Converse is, you know what I'm trying to say, <laughs> Nike, yeah. Adidas, Under Armour, <laughs> brands like this, right? Um, Nike, Nike, Adidas in general, in, in particular, because they're the ones with the big hyped up models, right? Do they know, hey, look, we're going to sell Nike basketball. We're going to sell cross trainers. We're going to sell little Adidas and stuff like that because the average person is just going to walk into a footlocker and say, hey, I need a pair of shoes. Right. I need a check. I need some sweatpants. I'm just going to buy it. I don't know what this shoe is. I don't know what it is. But you keep the hype and the mystique of Nike Adidas around the hypeness by having celebrity a celebrity b superstar athlete a superstar athlete b walk through that tunnel get that shot because again you and i we in this world we know there are with our instagram accounts and twitter accounts dedicated absolutely to WNBA and nba outfits absolutely. <laughs> the absolutely. league knows this the brands have absolutely. to know this you know what i mean so do you think it's just like okay we win regardless you may not be able to get those you know uh off whites but you're going to go buy you some nikes <laughs> Right. Exactly. Like, that's exactly what it is. Right. Like you, you, you couldn't get those Nikes, but, but here are all the other Nikes mm -hmm. that you have. Right. Like they, they always send you those, those like suggested product emails after you right. look at, after you were looking at uh, whatever shoe that you didn't get on the sneakers app. Right. Because they know that like you, you want to spend your money. Like yeah. when, when, when you, when you take that, uh, when you, when you, uh, when you don't get the shoe, right. There's still that feeling of, of, emptiness right like there's like a void that you need to feel that 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 like nike knows and, and that they're they're like praying on mm -hmm. really it's mm -hmm. like all right like I, I i didn't get these but i can i can still go buy this right? right like this is still available to me and then to to your point about um the the, the basketball sneakers right like people it, it's it's really weird right because like i feel like we're at a point in in with with basketball sneakers where the the technology is so good um, and, and the specifications are, are so down to the T that like, you can literally go buy 
any brand shoe and and it'll be it'll be top notch like you'll you'll mm. find something that that fits you perfectly for whatever activity it is that you're about to do whether it's like basketball tennis football whatever it is mm. but but at the same time i also feel like a lot of those shoes and a lot of that technology kind of makes the shoe unwearable at times for for the regular person just just generally being out and about right because right. like it is made tailor made specifically for this athlete for this specific purpose right and so right. I, I i think that that sort of pushes people away from from basketball sneakers in particular but i also think to your point like when you're looking for a basketball shoe a lot of people who aren't like nerdy about this stuff like you and me will just mm-hmm. literally walk into the footlocker be like yo the the latest basketball sneaker is here oh, okay i'll get that like oh yeah. this is the latest lebron shoe i'll buy that and and they'll just they'll just do it and that's how that's how they make they make money off of that and that's why they keep those lines going but mm-hmm. i also feel like there's there's a little bit of a hindrance in terms of the um the the overall quality and and longevity of these sneakers outside of of that sport because of that i guess if if that makes any sense no it does make sense and it it makes because again what what number jordan we on 36 or yeah 36 yeah so like the 36 right is is a great technical basketball shoe and i'm pretty sure if you're an aau basketball coach or a run an aau program you want to go ahead and get a bunch of 36s for your squad you might you might even better get jordan brand if you're good enough to sponsor your squad they're sponsoring college teams you know what i mean so the technical basketball shoe i'm pretty sure the curry and you know these under the stuff under armor is doing is so technically sound that like you'll never break your ankle again playing right. ball right like <laughs> right. You, can, you can run fast all this stuff is great so that's still there and i you know and that's just basketball shoes we're not even talking about like tennis football things like that right right but there's also this this idea of like it's this question it's like a chicken and egg like what really drives nike sports brands and is it the sneaker head is it the athlete or is it just the casual customer that say, hey, I just want a nice, comfortable pair of shoes. Or, hey, I need to go running and I need a pair of shoes to just go running in. You know what I mean? I'm not sure right. you know the answer to that question, but it's, it's just something that I think about. Like, does the sneakerhead still matter? Not in this culture. We, we The culture is going to we, we dictate whether the culture survives. But does the sneakerhead matter to the brands? Right. Yeah, that that is something that I think about very often. And like the way that I kind of see it and the way that I've settled on it for for now, because I feel like my my thinking on this changes all the time as Mm -hmm. like I experience different things and see different things and and like see different strategies. But like Mm -hmm. to to me, like the the thing that matters most to these brands is is their bottom line. Right. But Mm -hmm. but like the thing about Nike is that it is it's a shoe manufacturer and distributor. But it's also one of the greatest marketing companies in the mm-hmm. world, right? Mm-hmm. And and so as a marketing company, I feel like today marketing has changed from like having your commercial come on TV or having this this billboard plastered all over a, a specific city to like just kind of online hearsay, right? Like where mm-hmm. where you'll see like different Twitter ads, different Instagram ads. You'll see, like you were saying, the Explore page is, is filled up with with whatever sneaker you were just googling on it right because because that's just how cookies work but um but like you 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 see that right and and you've got this this very passionate and fever pitched fan base every single saturday that is trying to buy a very specific shoe 
um, from from your sneakers app and, and they don't get it. But like, regardless, those people are going to make noise and that noise reverberates around the internet, reverberates around the different social platforms that, that you see, whether it's through people sharing that, that they, they caught the L or they caught the dub on Twitter or doing the same thing on their Instagram story or a YouTuber talking about their, their experience on uh, the sneakers app on YouTube or somebody taking that to Facebook, like all of that stuff matters right and and so so i I think the sneakerhead we absolutely matter tonight like we we might not be the money maker for for all these companies necessarily but but do do we matter absolutely because at the end of the day like you these these are the people that that drive these products these are the people that that push this culture to what it is now in terms of of it being one of the the biggest mainstream industries out there from Mm -hmm. from what it was even 10 15 years ago Right. And, and so. So, yeah, they we, we, we absolutely matter in, in this. And, and I, I feel like a lot of times we don't even realize, like, how much power we actually have in this, because, like, a lot of times if you just if you just don't get on the app and you don't uh, go go and, and take the L and, and share the L, then like the company, the company has to come to you and and give you something for that. Like if, if everybody chose to 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 not share share their l's or, or whatever it is right or, or not go for sneaker x on saturday like how would how would how would nike or adidas or whoever react to that right like i i still want to know the answer to that i don't think we ever will but right. i think that's that's a fascinating uh case study it is a fascinating case study and, and you know as you talk i'm just thinking like that you, you're making a great point because i think sneakerheads, when we bring up the nba and nba players they still are representative of what's going on in sneaker culture again in the 90s and the 80s you know the 80s is probably a little bit more about style and the 90s is more about hey be like me wear mm-hmm. the sneaker it will do now it's like hey this is we're all art collectors now you wear these things sure you get them and you wear them but you get guys like again i keep bringing up pj tucker because pj will come out and warm up in a pair of thirty thousand dollar sneakers like for my listeners right. i don't know if y'all know this dude is coming out and warming up in $30,000 sneakers, right? And barely warming up in them, kind of tiptoeing around them. Jumper or <laughs> two. Just I'm, to, I'm waiting uh-huh. for the day that PJ wears an old jump and then the sole just falls, just falls apart. <laughs> I swear. I just do this coming out doing a little bit of nothing just to get the flick on, right? And then coming right. out and playing in a pair of, you know, um, whatever, you know, he's with Nike, so like just a pair of Nike whatevers. You know what I'm saying? It's right, just like a right. sound sneaker. So again, and they're all... There, there are sites dedicated to them just walking through the tunnel. You know, it's not just Russell Westbrook anymore. It's all of them. And they all mm-hmm. treat it as if they're walking on a runway. So they're saying it like, hey, we're art collectors and they're wearing Some of them are wearing, you know, regular, you know, like dress shoes or boots or whatever. But a lot of them are wearing high fashion with a pair of very expensive sneakers. Or if the sneaker isn't that expensive, they just made it expensive because they walked through the tunnel in it. So now I think that's where we all have to look at it, that these athletes are still the trendsetters. They're still the people that set, set the trends. And, and 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 I think that's a great thing. I think that's a, a really mm-hmm. powerful thing for athletes to be able to do. But we have to look at it like that, too, is like they're sneaker heads, too. They matter. Therefore, we matter. Right. We just create the hype around the thing. The thing that's frustrating is that sometimes we don't always reap the benefits exactly. of the hype. Exactly. You know? 
Yeah, exactly. It's like you're 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 waiting for the the brand to be like like thank you, like thank yeah. you for making this product big, right? Yeah. And, and I got I just don't I don't know if we'll ever get that. I don't know I, if we'll ever get that. I don't think so either, brother. I don't think so either because it's almost like why would they? And right. but if, for for us like nerdy people, when we get nerdy about it, it's like yeah. It gets annoying just being able to see super rich athlete A or super rich athlete B just rocking a shoe and you being like, even though uh, we, I, we just got finished saying a lot of those we have, but that's because we are nerds about it and we're right. willing to make that, you know, right. sacrifice. The average person is not. They're just like, hey, I want to get that shoe. But then that takes you down the rabbit hole of reps and all that. And we ain't going to go there. Uh. Right? <laughs> we're not going to get into all that right now. One day we'll do a rep show, but right now we're not. So no, I think it's, it's, it's really interesting. But do you think there's an opportunity today? I brought up Rui earlier, right? And his signature mm-hmm. sneaker. And I, I was kind of surprised that Rui got a signature J. You know, that's that that was interesting to me. But then I thought about the lineage and, you know, the culture piece of it and this and another. But let's just be real. Love Rui. But Rui is not a um, A-tier NBA player, right? right. He's, he's working towards that. Rui, here's from, here, I can never put up his last name for him, girl. Hachimura. Hachimura, um, for the Washington Wizards, you know, he has a signature sneaker coming out. Is there an opportunity to work with, you know, the Cal Kuzmas of the world, the Ruiz of the world, you know, these guys that are good players and will wear their nice hyped up sneaker on the court because they don't get that opportunity, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and, and like the Rui example is a really good one because like, I, I, I feel like the, the, I feel like Jordan Brand has is is in a place where like they're they're kind of transitioning with with their athletes, right? Like you've got um, Russell Westbrook, obviously, who was the the biggest name on on the brand for for a minute, and then it's like outside of him, it's like Jimmy Butler, like right. D Wade was there time. for a minute. Yeah, D Wade was there. Blake right. Griffin. It's like it, it that 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 whole class of of dudes just wasn't really like doing it that that well, right? And 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 part of that is because I feel like we were just talking about MJ and how how iconic his signature line is. Like it's it's really hard to to put a signature line out when you under Michael Jordan's brand when Michael Jordan's brand still exists and and is like still really hunkered down in in that Jordan signature line right right and and so like I I feel like um with with the Rui example like you you've got him getting this uh the Jordan 8 right where where like it's um it, it's it's a specific color specific to to his heritage and telling his story about coming up in Japan and, and being this sort of uh, multicultural athlete who is now in in the NBA with with a um, with a very specific uh, viewpoint and, and life story, right? And 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 I feel like the shoe is is built to tell that, and I I think that is the right way to go, honestly, with um with with shoes, right? Like you don't necessarily always need the the uh, the different model, right? Like if, if there's already if, if there's already something that works, then why not just take that thing that works and enhance it a little bit, tweak it a little bit, right? Like right. that's that's kind of what what Virgil taught taught us, right? Where like he takes the the Chicago one and adds his his prints to it or whether whatever adds his, his shoelaces and, and does the different stuff and it's it's a mm-hmm. hit, mm-hmm. right? So like you don't have to do too much to to make a great product, and and I, I feel like this Rui example. Um, some of the PEs that that Jason Tatum has gotten, mm-hmm. um, some of the stuff that we've seen Luka Doncic wear, like they they tell specific stories about these players, and the fans of those players are are going to eat that up. 
right? Yeah. Like this this Rui shoe, like like I my my little brother who's uh 18 years old was was asking me about it yesterday. Like, yo, when is this coming? Like, I want I want to support Rui. I want to want to tell his story to to my friend. Like, I want people to ask me about this shoe. I'm like, oh wow, that's that's really dope. Like, I didn't really know that like that that this shoe had really struck a chord with him like that, right? right? But like that was that was an example of of how just just taking a silhouette and tweaking it a little bit and and making it this player's own might be a little bit better or been more beneficial than than just giving the player a full blown signature shoe and and you talked about Kyle Kuzma like mm-hmm. Puma actually did that with Kuz they did with the um what was it like a uh it was a, a a Clyde yeah I think a couple of guys got that Clyde too I think Puma Puma has really tried it with you know and with Jay Z being there and, and mm-hmm. being so involved right. Puma's really tried to take some of those up and coming guys and really give them signatures. Yeah, I can't remember the model of the Puma, but yeah, they did. They did. It was give like an all pro high or something like that. Yeah. And they they had him do a, um, a collab with with Rude on it. Mm-hmm. And and it was like, yo, like this is this. He it's Kyle Kuzma, right? Like he's mm-hmm. a he's a kind of popular basketball right. player, but probably not popular enough for a, a signature shoe like a full right. blown joint. Right. So like if you if you get Kuz and you put him in a room with a fashion designer and allow them to create something, like mm-hmm. you can put out something really cool. And it, yeah. it's not it's like a heavy lift as a whole signature shoe campaign. Like you do this one time, one time yeah. only, and you you just give the people something cool, right? Like I think, I think that- that's dope. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. I think that I was just about to say, I think that's a really good idea because, you know, I think, again, I keep going back to the 90s and it was just this wealth of everyone has their own shoe and their own, we have to design a shoe specifically. And not everything worked in the 90s. You know, sometimes I think there's nostalgia. We like to say, man, everybody had their own single shoe and everything was cool. There was a couple of nasty bricks in the <laughs> 90s and early 2000s. Some really terrible, nasty bricks. My boy Wepper, who was one of my favorite players of all time, oh had a couple of bad, nasty Ugly bricks. Kobe had ugly bricks in the beginning. Kobe so. for sure. For sure. Yeah. That Adidas run was nasty. Okay. It was bad. bad. It was bad. Bad. Okay. So it happened. So I think that when you look at the 80s, though, and they, they were given bird and magic and uh, like hold dog, these guys like the same shoe just in mm-hmm. different colors and they were saying this is the shoe this is the this is representative of nba players the, the the magic one is yellow and gold you know what i mean it's for lakers the bird one is green you know you, you can do that especially if you're jordan brand and if you're some of these bigger brands nike adidas and you're saying hey you know we have a shoe that's popular the jordan run one through 15 is super popular right Let's just give these guys this version of that one as opposed to saying let's give them let's create something that's just not going to work out because, again, you have to have some really high fashion minds. And again, what's working is versions of the the older sneaker. That's what's working. The only person that's really coming up with brand new. And this is what Shake talked about last week is Yeezy. Yeah, that's it. That's really it. You know, and and like. I I kind of it's kind of that's kind of disappointing to me, like mm-hmm. because I I feel like there's there's so much there there's so much room to to grow and to mm-hmm. to make good stuff that's not mm-hmm. overly complicated and doesn't push people away and like I I think like Kanye's Kanye's stuff is like Kanye has good stuff but mm-hmm. Kanye always goes like over the top to me sometimes yes. and so I'm like yeah this is this is this is not for me but. It's also different, and I can appreciate mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can appreciate the the ingenuity yeah. behind it. But like when you just continue to give me the same thing over and over and over again, it's like it's fine, it's good. Right. I'm gonna like it because this is what I like. Right. But I also would like to see something new at some point. Yeah, I agree. Before before I get to my last question to you, is one I know you're gonna like. Uh, just one quick comment. I think that, and I'm a, I'm gonna put this out as a clip. Okay, mm-hmm. I think that there may be a moment for a revolution, right? Because there's so much Nike basketball and, you know, in air in air max and things like that out there. I'm a, look, I'm a, I am an advocate for GRs. You know, GRs are difficult to get now, right? General releases for the people that know that. Right. Um, People can decide what's hot. Like you can decide that. Like if there are Kyrie sitting or there are, you know, whoever, you Puma, you know, all these things um, just sitting like you can rock those and you can decide. So if there is a moment right now where people are saying. I can't get my hands on anything and I'm upset about this. Why not just switch the 
why not just change the game yourself and start rocking that stuff? I think there's a moment for a little bit of a sneaker revolution to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to rock these Ruiz. I'm going to rock these Cal Kuzmas. I'm going to rock this stuff because it looks good and I can't afford the Travis Scott's or the or the whatever, whatever's. You know what I mean? I'm going to do me. Yeah, man. I 100, 1,000%, honestly. I, I actually just wrote about it the other day in the newsletter. Like One, one of the things that I'm looking forward to in 2022 is seeing more good GRs, man, because yeah. like, well, I'm I'm tired of the, seeing all the X's from the collapse. Like I'm yeah. I'm over that. Like like That's it's, old, it's, just, man. it's yeah. too much. It's old. I'm I'm yeah. I'm done with it. But also, like I feel like as a consumer, as somebody who puts my money into these brands, puts my money into these sneakers, like I should control the narrative behind these sneakers, mm-hmm. right? Like this is this is the world that that we have created. Like the mm-hmm. brands did not create this. We we gave them this power, right? We should have some of that power. Yeah. And to me, like that power comes through the GRs that we choose and the things that that we decide that we like, not what mm-hmm. what they tell us is hot. Like, all right, like cool, those Travis's are great. But like, also, what's wrong with like me buying just a, a regular run of the Air Max One, or maybe I like the Air Max yep. Pre-Day from yep. last year. So like, why don't I just rock that instead in a cool color way? Yeah. Or how about the um the the Isha Wear SBs that just came out instead mm-hmm. of a, a pair of Dunks, right? Like those yep. are pretty fire. If yep. if y'all would just take a look at them, yep. you know what I mean. So it's just like you you really gotta just just be out here and and buy what you like instead of buying what you see on the Instagram page because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like you got to live with that purchase. And and if you, you paying, you know, $500 for this SB instead of this $100 for the Isha joints, like mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really know. Like I, don't I, know I personally can't, can't live with myself. I can't fully trust you. I can't. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Quick question for you before I let you go, brother. And again, thank you so much for doing this, man. Quick NBA question. Absolutely. It's actually a two-parter. Okay. Do the Wizards make it to the NBA playoffs? Do the Lakers make it to the NBA playoffs this year? I'm going to say yes to both. Mm-hmm. I'm more confident in the Lakers making it to the playoffs than I am the Wizards, but I also feel like the Wizards, like to, to me, they are probably in that like playing range, right? Mm-hmm. So like you, you'll, you'll get them from that like, that seven to 10, that six to 10 slot. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so like, if you can get in there, it's kind of a crap shoot because you, you might have to play Boston. You might have to play right. Atlanta. And <laughs> yeah. so like, if you, you give Jason Tatum one game, you give Trey young one game, you never right. know what, what right. can happen. But like, you you got a solid team like Brad Brad Bill as much as much crap as we have given him this season. Mm-hmm. Like Brad Bill is still a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. You give him one game, you don't know what can happen. Um, mm-hmm. Wizards, I, I really like West Sunshine Jr. As, yeah, I do as too. A head coach, like he's a really good head coach. I, I think that they they have a squad there somewhere. They just gotta they just gotta find it. But but with yeah. the Lakers, man, like. It's Bron, it's it's AD, it's Russ. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't think Russ is the same rest that we're used to. Right. Um, but like still, I feel like they'll probably put together enough to, to make the playoffs pretty comfortably. Mm. But I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, we're going to have you back on around playoff time. We'll have you on before they do, but, but around playoff time, if you're willing, and we'll have yeah. this conversation because I have thoughts Absolutely. about the Lakers. I don't like that team at all. But, but. I, look, I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. But, <laughs> yeah. but I, I feel like the West a little bit weaker this I year. Can feel a little it. bit I feel weaker. You. And if you got those that many superstars, if they all they need to put the five five or six games 
they could get themselves in there. So, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Brother, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you doing this. Come and talk to some basketball and sneakers with me, man. Let's do it again. Absolutely, man. All right, bro. Big shout out to Mike for joining me again, man. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Listen, bro, I have a bit more faith in the Wizards, but that's okay because we're both fans, and that's what we bond over right there, man. We both in the struggle for rooting for that team. My God. Anyway, man, listen, the lesson I got from talking to Mike today is that your impact is all on you. How people view you, the respect that you get is all up to you. You got to put in the work. And you must demand it. We talk about these NBA players and how they switched up the game. It's no longer about, oh, I can jump on the court, how fast I can run this and another. They want to be respected in all sorts of venues in all ways. Well, you are no different. You could be the trendsetter. You could be the move maker. People can look at you and say, that's how I want to move. It's all up to you, though, as always. Okay. So, again, big shout outs to Mike. Big shout outs to you for tuning in. I appreciate all of you for the constant support. Remember to follow me, MSR underscore Adam. Remember to follow the On My Feet Network, On My Feet Network on all platforms. And remember to follow the Up On Game Network, Up On Game Network on all platforms. We will be back next week with another show. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, mind your mental health and continue to be great. I'm up out of here. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 